1: Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Wake up, people! It's time to rise and shine, and it's time to dissect what we saw in the Super Bowl last night. Legacies on the line, failures and disappointments on the other. Because that's the sad part is. When you see the winning team celebrating, you always see the opposite side because the cameraman know what they're doing. They say, hey, let's get a zoom in of Kyle Shanahan's face. You are like, oh. as a mom, I always just like want to go give him a hug. I think this is the hardest part of also <laughs> watching March Madness because it's college kids and it feels like they take it way worse than some of these professionals. But it never ceases to amaze me the amount of emotion that we see from these grown men Jenks, does it ever make you a little emotional when you're watching the national anthem and the tears are just streaming down the faces Mm -hmm. of some of the largest men you've ever seen?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think what it does is just speaks to, it just speaks to how much work these guys put in to get to this moment. It's like anything else, honestly where you, you get fooled by because you see these huge like monster athletes and mm-hmm. you tend to think of them as these emotionless robots going around beating the crap out of each other. But ultimately, the work that goes in where you're constantly working during the offseason, during the season, you're fighting through injuries. And then when you're in that moment, the ultimate goal is to play in the Super Bowl, right? And imagine if you played football your entire life, which most of these guys have, or at least close to it, and then they're sitting there. It's quiet. They're listening to the national anthem, and they realize, I'm about to play in the Super Bowl. And you, you think back of all the times you probably imagined that when you were playing football even as a kid, and it hits you in that moment. And look at all I've been through. Look at how hard I've worked, and here I am. I would imagine it's a very powerful moment for those guys having put in, again, the exhaustive work it takes to be a professional football player.
1: Well, and also, this is when legacies are made. You can have a great career in the regular season, but still, what mm-hmm. makes you immortal in the world of sports is how you perform at the highest level. And if you win a championship, I would guarantee you at least 90% of players would say, if you asked them, what's one thing you want to do in your NFL career? It would not be some personal milestone, it would not be, you know, mm-hmm. some individual accolade, it would be to win a Super Bowl. You know, that's why you play the game. It is a team sport and you want to win a ring. Literally the only thing I can think of that's, you know, maybe on a higher stage would be the Olympics. That's when I get really Mm -hmm. emotional. Like seeing the people who win the Olympics, because that's only every four years. These are people, you know, who the timing has to be right with them being in their prime. And it's so much, you know, lead up into one single race. Because I always think of swimming because I was a swimmer. And it's one single Mm -hmm. race that defines your entire career. It's a crazy amount of pressure. And then on the flip side, some of these guys are going to be mulling over this game for the rest of their lives and not in a good way. Like I was thinking about, I think it was the Niners player that off the, it was either the punt or the kickoff. I think it was a punt where he hit it with his foot and then the other guy tried to get it and he did not And then the chiefs had excellent field position I feel for guys like that because I will say these moments will eventually make them stronger. Because Patrick Mahomes himself, you know, has had sure. one of these moments where, in the biggest of moments, he failed and he looked bad. That game against Tom Brady and the Bucks, he had one of the worst games of his career. So, moving forward, how do you think the Niners players respond to this?
0: Oh, it's going to be tough because they were talking last night after the game and and it makes sense right they were saying we only have so many chances to win one of these things and that's what is so special about what the Chiefs are doing because it looks like the Chiefs are just going to keep getting back and they've already won it you know which I know sounds crazy but they are they are built to keep doing that are the Niners maybe they're already the favorites for next year's Super Bowl, if that's any consolation. But ultimately, they know how hard it is. And all of these players know it's difficult just to get to the big game, much less win it. So we we tend to take for granted when we think about dynasties. We think of some of these guys who have been there and done that so many times and they're setting records and they're building their Hall of Fame resumes. Most players in the NFL don't make Super Bowl. They'd be thrilled to get to the playoffs or Super, much less get a win. And so the Niners – being sort of a veteran squad, know how difficult that is to do. And I wouldn't say time is running out on them, but I will say it's difficult because I I I took away from the game last night that the Chiefs, I, I suppose, are the better team, but it's not like they completely outclassed the 49ers. The Niners no. could have easily won that game. No question. And they yeah. know it. They know it. There mm-hmm. was that punt return, that muff that was sort of an accident. Christian McCaffrey fumbled. So they played well enough to win. They didn't, but they will kick themselves for some self inflicted mistakes there. But they they belong. There's no question about it. And they know it.
1: I do think that it's gotta be a little bit of a gut punch knowing that you are alive and playing in the same time as somebody who is gonna be one of the greatest of all times. Like, is this how yes. NBA teams felt when they were going against Jordan? Like who was yes. his normal combatant? Like was it Charles Barkley? Like who was always going against Michael Jordan? Like what? What were some of the big name players that probably looked across the way and they're like, God, did I really have to be playing basketball in this era?
0: It was probably John Stockton and Karl Malone. They could not get oh past the Jazz, and, yeah, yeah, the Jazz, and and Charles Barkley too. People forget that Chuck was just an absolute badass of a basketball player, but they ran into jordan and i remember steve kerr this is the best description i've ever heard of of what it was like to play against jordan because kerr of course played with michael jordan on those bulls teams and he was saying you don't understand when people feared michael and they knew when he showed up like like jordan's here like immediately teams had to get over the hump of jordan's here we're not gonna win because he just doesn't lose these games he doesn't lose an nba finals like mj's here it's, there's a difference between saying, hey, we, we got to slow this, this guy down tonight because he's the best player in the league, as opposed to we're, we're scared of this guy because of how good he is. And, and there's no, through no fault of, of Charles Barkley or those jazz teams or the teams that have gone up against these, these Chiefs juggernauts, Sometimes you just run into generational players that are just almost impossible to beat, or you have to catch them on an off night, whatever it may be. Maybe there's an injury. Jordan retired midway through his career, and that opened the door a little bit for some other teams. But when it comes to – when we look back at this era for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, we're going to see guys like – I think we said this last week. Could be a Josh Allen. Could be a Joe Burrow. Could be a Justin Herbert. There's going to be a great quarterback that doesn't want to ring because of Patrick Mahomes. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: I will say I do think football is more of a team game than basketball you know because there's only five Mm -hmm. guys on the court at once and i think that's reflected in this the fact that the nfl has only had one three-peat champion in the history of the nfl and like i don't know if this includes like the afl merger you know but you know we have not had a three-peat champion in Uh quite some time the last time that i'm seeing here is the 1965 through 67 green bay packers and immediately i thought wow The Patriots with Tom Brady didn't have a three-peat. That's almost crazy to me because if there was ever a contender for it, it would have been the Patriots, but even they didn't do it. And that is one of the best, you know, dynasties of at least my lifetime. So I think it shows just how hard it is to repeat in this era. So, Jenks, do you think the Chiefs have what it takes to possibly get a three-peat?
0: It's certainly possible and look these guys were already talking about it last night Patrick mahomes after the game said yeah i'm gonna go back i'm gonna celebrate i'm gonna enjoy this one and now i'm gonna get back to work because i'm trying to three even kelsey was saying that these guys are hyper motivated to continue making history and they know that they're on the precipice of of being able to do it because it hasn't been done before i Man, everything has to fall the right way. Remember, as much Mm -hmm. as it may seem like, oh, of course the Chiefs are going to three-peat. We haven't seen a back-to-back winner in 19 years. That was the Patriots. So the idea, I think we're going to see a lot of people lean into the idea, oh, it's the Chiefs. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Even Tom Brady never did that. And look, is it possible? Sure. But a three-peat in the National Football League, we just, you just don't see it. So I would bet against it based on recent history, but certainly at the same time, you learn a lot of lessons when you bet against Patrick Mahomes.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of people were shaking their heads. I think that was the craziest yeah. part of last night is that I felt like I bet on the Chiefs simply because I was afraid to go against them. Like, it wasn't yeah. my full, unwavering confidence in Kansas City, especially against this Niners team. It was just like, okay, they have a generational talent at quarterback. that is is the most important position on the field. Do I want to be mm-hmm. sitting here with two minutes left in the game and be worrying about like oh no they've got God, the ball God. this is how it ends isn't it and we you know that's how the game ended so i think when you have somebody like that it can be really tough to bet against him but here's a question i have and i know you don't work at a sports mm. book and i'm not expecting like a super sharp answer here but mm. do you think if we are put in this position again that patrick mahomes will be a super bowl underdog in near future like I feel like I would be super nervous. Like I know the books don't work on emotion, but still, mm-hmm. you've got to think if they give Patrick Mahomes points in the Super Bowl again, yeah, they got to be feeling nervous.
0: Oh my god! Why well, the books took a bath last night? By the way, the Chiefs and overtime were both like the worst results for the book because I believe. I believe going to overtime was the biggest liability for the books, like 11 to one at some places. So a that happens. And then they desperately need the Niners and then the chiefs win. So last night was a massive night for the public. And I, I think you're right. I think it'll be a long time before, even in this spot, we will see. We will see Mahomes as a dog. And, and here's the thing too, Chelsea is all of this is based on is based on a sample size based on numbers mm-hmm. these are computers that are spitting out you know all sorts of different outcomes and at what point can you take something that you can't measure into account do you know what I mean where mm-hmm. there are some players who just have it there are some players who have a way of rising to the occasion and you can't you can say of course that this quarterback means x amount of points to this club and no one means more to his team than Patrick Mahomes but what this clutch gene or ability to perform when it matters the most, that's something you can't really quantify. And yet you do have to take into consideration if you're going to bet for or against the Chiefs.
1: It did feel like Chiefs bettors were an interesting like bell curve of the most simplistic casual football fan saying, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes." And then like you have this big bell curve and then you have people who actually follow the game and say, okay, well, the chiefs have a good defense. There are all these other reasons, but at the end of the day, you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. But I will say before the game popped off, there were some big bets on the Niners, even over a betmgm. MGM. Mm-hmm. There was a confirmed million dollar bet on the Niners money line. There were three <laughs> confirmed million dollar bets on the Niners money line across several sports books so jinx it did feel kind of like i'm not saying that a bet is sharp just because it's a million dollars it could be somebody just with a lot of money to play with but it did feel like a lot of quote unquote sharps were on the niners but my takeaway is it wasn't it didn't feel like there was a right side in this game like i know it'd be really nice to sit here in victory lap saying oh the chiefs won. told you so but when a game (laughs) goes to overtime can you really victory lap
0: no, I mean you can celebrate being a look, the let's put it this way. If you pick the Chiefs, like good on you. Congratulations because you're on the right side. But the idea that don't just don't play into this this revisionist history idea. Like the Chiefs didn't need a a field goal to send it to overtime and regulation. Like they mm-hmm. like there weren't times in that game where if the Niners don't commit those mistakes, maybe they they win this game. Look. The result is the result. So if you're on Kansas City, you're a winner this morning. But as far as victory lapping and acting like this was some sort of easy bet, like easy winner, like <laughs> absolutely not. This could have gone either way. We hardly ever see Super Bowls go to overtime, and it it it, it truly. It, if we had if we had started this show and said the Niners are world champions, that would have made sense to me. If we obviously the Chiefs are the world champions that would have made sense to me too because both of them had chances plenty of chances to win this game but the idea this was an easy pick is a misnomer
1: no it was definitely a close game and definitely when it goes to overtime you've got yourself a thriller for me maybe this is a recency bias I think this is one of the better Super Bowls in recent history do you think so
0: uh, I At the end, yes. Through three quarters, I thought this was a pretty bad Super Bowl. I thought it was interesting, but it was a little boring because ultimately it was sloppy. There were a lot of penalties. There were some turnovers, and both defenses sort of dominated. Now, the fourth quarter into overtime sort of turned things around as far as my perspective on this game, but it took a while. It took the fourth quarter and the extra session of this game to really get going, I felt like.
1: Yeah, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And what a no, finish girl. we had in Super Bowl 58. For me, I think it's one of the better Super Bowls I've seen, especially with the halftime show. I was a big fan of Usher. So for me, it's going to go down as, you know, one of my favorites. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the Beck QL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.